Hey, what is up, everybody? You are listening to I Want to Know, where we answer all your burning questions on the Bible and Christian living. I'm one of your hosts, Rudo, and I'm joined here by my awesome co-hosts, Neil and Mamiela. Yeah, so we've received a few questions around breakups and rejection, and we're going to work in that direction today. All right, guys, let's get this started. Mtolo, ish. Mtolo's nice. Dating is nice. It's beautiful. It's twinkle, twinkle, little stars, butterflies in your stomach. But sometimes it comes to an end. Let's be real. Or sometimes you spot someone and, man, they look good. And you're like, Lord, that's, that's my rib. Or, you know, my rib belongs there. And you shoot your shot. And they, like, hold right there. It's a reality, right? Sometimes you feel bad about it. And I don't, I don't know. So... Like, what's the right way to let a person down in, in, in a relational sector or in a friend sector? Let's say they want to relate with you and you just don't feel like they need to be in your life. What's the, what's the right way to let them down? Must I go? Sure, okay. go ahead. Look, I think I'm, I'm going to go back to principles again because that's what I do. Um, but I think it's, we always have to remember that people are valuable. They're made in the image of God. And so, you know, the, the harsh brush off and telling them, you know, how sick and sorry they are for even thinking of dreaming of asking you. Mm. I don't think that's a fair way to treat anybody. Yeah. So I think always you have to value the person. You have to be respectful, but you need to be honest. Yeah. So, you know, if someone's approaching you and going, you know, hey, or whatever people say these days, <laughs> uh, I think it's just really to be respectful and honest and say, well, you know, I don't know you well enough. And maybe if you if they look relatively interesting, you can say, well, let's get to know each other. Or actually, sorry, I'm not there right now. Yeah. Uh, you can always blame it on your dad. My dad said I'm not allowed to date. <laughs> I think that's a good one. My daughter and I have that relation, that agreement till she's 30. Whoa, um, <laughs> no, I just told her. <laughs> she believes me still, so it's, so it's fine. Um, but I think it's as long as you treat people with dignity and respect and you're honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't have to take them out. You can just say, you know, thank you. I'm flattered or you know, wow, I'm surprised. Oh, what's your name again? Um, <laughs> but no, I don't see that now. Yeah. Uh, so I think dignity, respect, and honesty wow. are important principles for me in the thing. I don't know what you guys think. Rudo? Um, I was thinking of it like from a perspective of you know the person and you're already friends and like maybe they develop feelings for you mm. and you're like close friends already. So like, I think that you might you might think that like being in a relationship might ruin that for the friendship. So I mean, it's harder it's harder in that kind of situation because mm. you're friends and you don't want to make it weird now because you didn't didn't want to be with them in like a relationship. So I don't know like from like I want to ask that like how would you do it if you were friends with the person and and you, do, you don't want to ruin the friendship or make it weird by saying, like you don't, you can't say yes, but saying no is like also just bad. <laughs> that, is, that is actually a good question uh, because I've experienced that as well. When you're like really close friends with a girl and you spend a lot of time together and you know, time plus vulnerability equals a tie of some sort and you want to make that transition. And there's always that fear of, if we jump and it doesn't work, we lose the relationship and the friendship, yeah. right? But if it works, it's really going to work. Uh, and how to do that is quite tough. But one of the things I'm also struggling with is 
our generation is not face to face anymore. Mm. It's very digital. And when it's digital, it's easy to reject someone because it's block. <laughs> or, uh, you know, it's a, <laughs> or they call it mice or ghosting, where you just oh, don't text true. a person and it's just awkward. And so I'm really struggling with, 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 because that, that question really comes to the nub of how to reject a person properly. I think face to face really, really matters. Like telling me face to face, listen, I don't think this is going to work because I think text is cowardly. Yeah, so, so I think it goes both ways. If you're going to ask, do it in person. Yeah. And if you're going to say no, do it in person. And if you don't know when the person asks, then say, say them. You know, I think you must create space and say, look, I need to think about it. I need to pray about it. I need to talk to my folks about it. Yeah. Uh, what's your name again? Um, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and to, because I, I think you always feel pressure to answer immediately. So maybe just to say, give me some time to think about it and pray about it or talk to friends about it. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you in person for sure. And I, d I don't think you break up by, you don't end things by text as well. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to end it, you, you man up or woman up and you, you do it in person, yeah. I, I would say. Um, I do think it's true, though, that when you've shared feelings, the nature of a friendship will change. Yeah. And so that's why I always, you know, one of the earlier uh, posts, I said, you don't, a guy doesn't go to a girl and say, God said. Yeah. Once you've shared that, once you've shared feelings, it is going to change the nature of the friendship. And so I think you need to be, quite brave and quite clear that you want to share the feelings now because it will change the nature. And I think it's very difficult for it to go back to just the friendship yeah. after you've shared feelings. So it's a bit of risk and reward that yeah. you've got to, yeah, got to be mindful of. Yeah. Neil, I've got a question for you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen this a lot. Do you think that Christians use God as a scapegoat? when it comes to rejection, when it comes to ending things, especially when they're not happy in an environment and they say, I feel my season is up. Yeah. And God's like, I have nothing to do with this. This is all yeah. on you. Yeah. Do we use God as a scapegoat sometimes? Yeah, I think we blame Jesus for a whole lot of things. Um, look, I think if God's really spoken to you and you can say that with integrity, then you can say, but it's always difficult for me in any relationship when you pull the God said card on anything, yeah. even in a marriage. You know, if my wife comes to me and says, God says, I'm going to go, really? Um, it's because it's, it's just, I mean, it's heavy. It's like God. So, mm -hmm. so I think if God has spoken to you, you don't even have to necessarily say that in the conversation. You just say, look, I've, I really think it's time to end this. Or no, this is not something we should get into. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have prayerfully considered it. And, but, it's, but it's your choice. Because that's always the thing. Eh? God lets you choose too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it's like super scary. So I don't think you must blame God, not, not easily. Yeah. Um, unless you're super keen and God wrote on a wall and you can go and show the person. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd be reluctant to do that. But I would involve God in the decision-making process, for yeah. sure. Uh, you know. Wow. Mm. Best I can do with that one. Yeah. All right, so the next one. How do you handle rejection? Have you been rejected? I guess the first question is, have you been rejected and how did you handle it? I'll go first. Yeah, definitely. I'll go first. Uh, so in high school, I was, you know, when you're, when, you're, when, when you're coming up, the dating game, it's fun. It's like a chess game. You shoot your shot. She says yes, she says no. Um, and there was a time where I shot my shot with this girl. And man, it went great. Fantastic. She said yes, we dated. It was on the backdrop of a really good friendship. And then it lasted four months. All right. And then... Um, you know, 
Do you guys know how it goes? Look, Mamela, we need to talk. That, I mean, women, when you say that to a guy, I'll run through my whole catalog. What did I do? What did I say? How did I say it? What was my turn? What was my text? What was the context? Was it the Hebrew? Was the I run through it all? And we got there, and the girl's like, listen, I don't think, I don't think we should be together anymore. I can't even remember what the reasons was, were. But I slumped into a very, very deep depression that I didn't know before. And it was very weird because we only dated four months. You know, I was a young guy. I was fresh into varsity first year, but I didn't handle it well to the point where after like two years, this thing was kind of still bugging me. Like, you know, when you think of her face, you're like, oh, I hope she's well, but <laughs> yeah, wow. Just Lord, you know. So that dealing with a breakup uh, or handling rejection, it's tricky because sometimes it triggers some things especially in your childhood. So how do we, how do we, how do we handle rejection? Damn. Or are you looking all at me again? Yeah. No. Ah, okay. <laughs> Look, I think any kind of rejection we get in our lives, the, 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 the baseline response is you have to forgive. Mm. But now particularly in the area of romantic relationships, and friendships, because you've invested something of yourself in it. If, if it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, mm -hmm. like dating, obviously then you've invested feelings and emotions and maybe you've shared hopes and dreams. So the, the rejection is much worse and it feels mm -hmm. much bigger. Um, I probably think we could even use the word betrayal, feels deeper, particularly yeah. if you've invested a uh, couple of years of your life into it, speaking from experience, um, <laughs> into these spaces. So. But it starts with forgiving, and and basically you just keep forgiving until you feel wow. like you can let release the person. But I also think then there's places where you can go for prayer with friends or trusted leaders and say, look, I really I got hurt and I need I need some prayer. But ultimately, you you forgive, you can get prayer, but the one who comforts you is God. Yeah, I think because only God can speak to some places in our hearts and in our lives, and so. Um, yeah, I, I've had my heart um, significantly broken twice in my life. Um, I think I did it better the second time than the first time, but sometimes you've got to just go and hold your heart before God and say, God, this is, it's uh, metaphorically, obviously. Eh? <laughs> um, my heart's shredded. Why don't you just come and heal me? Yeah. And, you, and you keep your heart before God and you just ask him to come and comfort you and come and heal you. It's interesting that one of the names in the Bible for the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Wow. And so I've prayed that prayer and said, Holy Spirit, you need to come comfort me now. Uh, particularly in this. But remember, you can get rejected in a relationship that doesn't end as well. Um, oh, explain that. How, how does that well, work? Well, look, sometimes you, you... Well, let's use marriage. And I know we've spoken about marriage. But sometimes in marriage, your, your spouse might do something that makes you feel rejected. But, mm. you know, you're committed. So mm -hmm. what do you do? You can't... Yeah. You're not leaving. Yeah. So then you have to forgive and you have to ask the Lord to comfort you. And then you have to work it out and you, and you have to go, you know, when you did that or when you said that, this is the effect it had on me. That, by the way, magic phrase, when you did that, this is how it made me feel. Mm. You know, if you always go, you always, or you did, it's just, it's aggressive. Mm. So how do we, but when you did that, this is how it made me feel. Can we talk about it? Because um, it can happen. I know, not, you know, in marriage, even you can get rejected or feel rejected. Um, but that doesn't mean it's over. It means you've got to forgive, get comfort and talk it through. I think in a friendship or in a, like a romantic relationship, like dating or something, 
then it, you know, when it's over, it's over. So I would say kind of need to respect the person's wishes as well in the process. So wow. uh, it doesn't look so good if you go, are you sure? Um, <laughs> you can probably ask once or something like that, I think. Uh, I don't know. Was, yeah, wow. that's my, my thoughts on it. But forgiveness is, the, is God's answer to rejection. And then comfort. Ask God to comfort you. Rudo, you're in high school. You're in high school, fam. Let's let's get real, all right? And you're not you're not the ugliest person in the world. You're very pretty. I'm sure guys shoot their shots all the time. <laughs> and I'm sure there oh, was at no. some point where you were like, ah, oh, man, you know, he's kind of cute. I don't know. And something didn't pop off, or he just didn't reciprocate. How do you handle it? Do you just dust yourself off and move along, or block him? <laughs> I've never blocked anyone, but ah. well, I, I'm being serious. Like I really have. <laughs> no, it's it's just wow. I don't see the point. Like you'll probably see the person again in real life, and you'll they'll just like be sour to you because you blocked them and you like lost that relationship now, just because they like that because you didn't want to say no to them. Like that's like you said, cowardly. Like. Mm you're just avoiding something that's gonna come back to you pro most probably as well. But um, I I never shoot my shot, mostly cause I don't, I don't like wanna get into that kind of situation as I, like right now as a teenager. But um, for the people that do, you gotta know what your heart needs before you like, because you might not be like like mentally or like prepared for a rejection so you, and it takes a lot of bravery especially if you're in a like friendship it takes a lot of like bravery 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 to to now try and sh like share your feelings with that person yeah so yeah i mean i feel for those people cuz the people that shoot their shot yeah, because like it's a scary thing. Even the thought of it, me doing it, like I couldn't. <laughs> it's tough being a guy. It's tough being a guy. I agree with yeah. you, you know. Yeah, no, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but like, sometimes, like I ask my friends about um, how they reject or how they would take rejection and a lot of them said that they would just distance themselves from that person mm. and like not talk to them and now like lose that relationship because they just didn't take like they didn't want to say no so it's the same as like and this is in person not even just blocking them like yeah they could fully just like the distance themselves and never talk to that person again and lose that entire friendship or whatever so get the message by the way I'm treating you kind of thing. Yeah, like they okay. just not they don't talk to each other and they just like like they just never like become they don't ever return to the place they were in like in the beginning just mm. cuz this person out of bravery and like boldness asked them if they would like want to become like boyfriend girlfriend or whatever or become friends or anything like that. That I think that's crazy like Personally, that that I can't see myself ever doing that to someone because it's it's super harsh in my opinion. Like that person is a person. They they have feelings. They have they that might affect them in like a way that you couldn't possibly see or understand. So I mean, hmm. yeah, just, yeah. 
What do you think about the distancing thing, Neil? Yeah. yeah, I think it's disrespectful, eh? If, and maybe I'm old-fashioned, but it, it's that thing I said at the beginning. If people are valuable, and they're made in, just on the minimum, they're made in God's image, I think just to have the courtesy to say, look, you know, I understand how much this took. Uh, I've never been that brave, but sorry, no. Rather just communicate openly and honestly, because people are worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it then it might have the same <laughs> effect, I guess. Yeah. But at least there's a communication channel uh, uh, that you've been you've been respectful enough to honor the person to to reply or to respond verbally. Yeah. And in person, yeah. as we said earlier. Yeah, I think so. That is so good. Well, we've got a a person that sent um, a question to us, and we're gonna read it live. We we've never we haven't read this question, so um, this is the first time we're reading it. Uh, where's my, do I mention the name or do I just read the question? Okay, I'll just, mention, I'll just read the question. Um, I'm in grade eight. I met, I met new friends and we became close. Right? We loved each other, stood up for each other, and sacrificed for each other. Hectic. We were there, we, we, were, we were the cool kids in the grade. What's a cool kid? <laughs> the like ones everybody knows, ah. I guess. Okay, we were the cool kids in our grade. We'd break the rules together and everyone feared us. In grade 10, I decided to start taking my life seriously. Oh, snap. I got saved in the same year and became a prefect. Oh, boy. I thought my friends would still be there to support me, but all left and I was all alone. I can never get over the pain. Wow. Now that, 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 there's a whole lot that, of elements. That's, that's betrayal. Yeah, that's yeah. betrayal. Yeah. Um, so maybe let me say this. Yes, you can get over the pain because God, God can heal the pain. Um, maybe you'll always remember it and it will always be a bit of a, like a ding in your heart. But God can heal you and God can help you get over the pain. So yeah, healing is possible. If you allow God into that space. So one, invite God in to, to heal you. But you have to, it starts by forgiving, mm. as I said earlier. And I think that it's, it's true. I, you know, I, I had a similar experience at school when I really started serving God. There's just people who kind of ignore you or don't talk to you or you don't fit there. Or even just simply there's certain conversations you don't want to be part of. You know, you, you're yeah. in a group and a conversation heads in a direction and you know either time to stop it or leave. Um, and so, and I don't mean to be crass on this, but then, you know, find better friends. Yeah. Uh, get involved at a church group or a youth group where there are people that at least, we shared about this in the beginning, you know, have similar values and build friendships with, with people that have got similar values. Wow. But you've got to start from fresh. That's, that's hard yards. Yeah. Can I just ask, yeah. like with that, like you, you can't see yourself in that kind of, friend group and you need to like find new friends and that have the same values as you but then a lot of the time like the old friends get offended because you you thought they like because like they they think of it as like nah you, i don't want to be friends with you're you. rejecting them yeah like you're rejecting them and like finding a new group like how do you like should you consider that as like something like should you care about that because I mean, you are doing something that's good for you, but it also hurts the other people that, like... 
So I think you should care because they're yeah. people. Yeah. And, but if you've been good friends and you can just come and you say, guys, look, you know, I know what we're about, but it's me. And I, I need a change and I need to move and, you know, do your best to not take it personally. I still like you. I still love you. If you can say that honestly. <laughs> it's not you, you know? it's me. <laughs> you know, it's, a bit of a, it's, a, it's a bit of that line, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I know of people that have taken their stand for God and, and, and then in their school, they had no friends. They were kind of the, the loner at break times. And I mean, it gets awkward, yeah. but they had other friendships at their churches or their youth groups that were able to sustain them. Yeah. as well but you still have to treat people with respect mm. uh, it's still important yeah it's i don't know i think it's 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 strange because there's a lot of elements at play here because it's this rejection that is triggered by elevation right so and i've seen this a lot in like in the black community specifically when you get a good job and and you get a nice house. Or you become a prefect. Yeah. They're like, okay, ooh, okay. you think you're better. Yeah. And that, that message is, it's communicated without anyone having said anything. And you wanting better for yourself, therefore becomes offensive. And it's, it's hard because then you have to like try and, because you can't exactly be like, you get better for yourself too. You can't force them to want to. So it's, it's a tough one. For me, I, I've realized that there's some friendships and some seasons that just, it just has to end. There's that transitional element if I want to continue. But I know there's a lot of Christian people that struggle with that, that have been, for example, in a relationship, um, they've been drinking, drugs, having sex, you name it, and they want to now change. But the change means letting go of their support system that was a support system. And that gap between not having them and finding a new support system is a hard one to be in. So yeah. I, I really yeah. don't know. And I think we need to be honest about that. That is hard. But you've got to do what you know is, well, true and right. Yeah. And, you, and you've got to take that. And, and really trust God. I know many stories. God provides new friends then. Yeah. It might take a while, but you, that's... It's, I think it's important, it's necessary, but it, but I think also it's, a, you know, you mentioned that idea of elevation. If you remain just who you were, you stay true to who you were, yeah. your friends, will, your real friends will come around. Yeah. I, I wow. think that too. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah, true yeah, as well. That is so good. Let's go to the next question. What is one of those? Or do you want to, do you want to play yeah. one of the voice one of, the, one of these? Oh, I think so. Let's go another one. Okay. Um, oh snap, relationships, Mjolo. <clears throat> That's a pandemic on its own. I dated a girl in grade eight. Grade eight's day? I'm actually. Like, let's start there. Grade eight's day? Man, like, I, I don't know. Stop being so old fashioned. <laughs> when I was grade eight, I was still kind of scared of girls, but okay. And we later broke up because she was moving to a different city. Understandable. Later in grade 12, during the pandemic, we reconnected and got back together. Oh, so from grade eight, they started something, grade 12, they got back. Okay, that's, that's, that's stamina there, that's longevity. Um, we, got, we got back together later in grade 12, during the pandemic, we were reconnected. It became a long distance relationship. Our, our birthday, on our birthdays, we surprised each other with wonderful gifts. The great 12s have mine, yeah? 
I was sure that she would love, she was the love of my life because our mothers really, <laughs> because our mothers really knew how much we loved each other. Um, after matric results came out, we went to different study institutions. I started feeling unwanted, long distance, but I chose not to believe it. Mm. The things we choose not to believe. That's, that's a preach right there, but this is a podcast. She stopped answering my calls and she hardly texted back. Eventually, I asked her if she still wants to be with me and she said she doesn't think so. And this represents our generation in full when it comes to relationships. We don't break up with each other, we just ghost and wait for the other yeah. person to be like, are we still or are we not? I don't think we are. I'm sounding like a stuck record now. Eish. But it's the, have the respect for the person to speak to them. Mm. And then forgive and ask God to heal you, man. Um, wow. I, I'm going to stick to that. That's my answer and I'm holding to it. No, I agree. Because, uh, like, it's so unfair to just leave the person hanging and wait until they realize that this is not a thing anymore like mm. but she said she chose she, she she chose not to believe it what i started to feel that. unwanted and i chose not to believe it and and there are some things that we see but we just choose not to see like red flags yeah. like i can see that this long distance relationship is not working but we stay uh and stay and stay because they you, you kind of hope that's there and I don't know, doesn't that point to self-love as well? I think, look, it's probably, some of it's probably a bit of a defense mechanism because you know the pain's coming and you, you're not ready to face the pain. Mm. But sometimes I think we just got to also become to a place where we're honest with ourselves and yeah. go, oh, I'm noticing this. But I would also say in this, rather ask than wonder. I think that in any friendship, in any relationship, if you're wondering, rather ask. Uh, and then the friendship will hold the test of it or it, or it won't. So. Mm. You know, I know, you know, why lie every night for a month wondering and not falling asleep and <laughs> stress? Just ask. And yeah. maybe it opens a door to some pain. Um, yeah. But rather walk through it and you know, then you, your whole life is on hold for however long. Yeah. Um, but the pain is real. Let's, we mustn't minimize that. Yeah. But there can be comfort for the wow. pain. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, friendship breakups. Wait, let me produce my flattery's bad here. Uh, That's your flattery's bad. <laughs> did you just hear yourself? Yeah, yeah I'm She just you. said her flattery's bad. Oh, wow. Well, you said that. You did it. Oh, I just repeated what she just said. Oh, oh you guys missed it. Never mind. Okay. She said that. Um, let me try and play this voice note. Uh, let's see if it works. friends right and then one left us for like other people the other one also left us with the other one like two left and then it was just the three of us and then from the three both of them jigella to me which i don't know if you know what that means but like they turned their backs on me and then i was basically like left out of you know we're leaving each other whatever so then i became friends with another person who like was one of the greatest friends I've ever had. Like she really rescued me from a time of loneliness and like we really grew close and like she was so nice. Like I just really enjoyed that friendship. But like it really made me feel that's probably where my trust issues come from and in, in life in general. <laughs> like that woman. 
it really just left me like shattered like it just it was crazy for me how like people could say one day that they love you and then the next day they just betray you like that like you know mm, sure mm. but i mean that's real that's very it happens um mm. but there's a probably two things to say there the one is this idea of trust that was was raised um i think it's important always in a relationship whether it's friendship or romantic to be very clear how far you're committed now i know this i'm going to try this camera is that okay but let, let's use romantic you know he likes her she likes him let's go out together and so you kind of lean in a little bit but what sometimes happens is one or the other might like lean all the way in and the other one's still here mm. and the only way and then like they go well you know i was just checking you out and like you're talking about picking wedding gifts um i'm out and then this one just goes you know, no. face blind yeah. um so it's always important in the thing to communicate and, and i think when you're a teenager this is much harder than if you're 20 something yeah. it's hard for 20 somethings i mean it's hard for everybody at any stage but rather just go oh, i like you now i like you too let's hang out sure let's hang out you know, particularly when a guy says let's hang out, he doesn't mean let's get married. Just from anecdotal experience that I've heard that, okay? Yeah. So, so stick to, mean what you say and say what you mean. Uh, and, you know, if it gets a little bit more, then you go, look, I'm really interested in spending more time. Yes, let's spend more time. Does that sound like a corny conversation? Yes. But you're guarding your heart and mm. you're guarding the other person's heart. Because remember, they're valuable. So trust is also built by talking to each other, not assuming. And maybe sure. you like, this is the one I'm marrying them. And you then you go, hey, can we go for coffee? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you, you, you already yeah. 50 steps down the line. So you have to hold your heart in place and your emotions, men or women. You have to hold it in place to what's real and what's actually happening. Other interesting thing about trust, and I know we always say trust is earned and it's true. But before trust is earned, trust is given. When you get into a taxi, or any, uh, yeah, some, a taxi, you're already giving trust to the driver that A, they can get you from A to B alive, mm. okay? So you always give trust a little bit. Now, when that guy drives and he does well, then they've earned yeah, trust. trust yeah. So in a friendship, you are giving trust, but you don't give this much trust if the friendship's here. So the deeper the friendship goes, the more trust you give. That's why when you've invested in a friendship or a romantic relationship and you're, you're in, that's why it really hurts because you've really given trust and you've really, they've earned trust to that point. Mm -hmm. But you only invest the trust that's appropriate for the level of friendship or relationship. Yeah. So that's true. And there, I know you think, you, you know, we're going to be friends for life and we're going to trust each other for life. But that's a really hard thing to say when you're a teenager because you don't know where you're going to study. You don't know where you're going to go and things like that. So appreciate it for what it is now, but allow, keep the options open yeah. Uh, yeah. in the friendships that you have. Um, and some friendships will be for life. Um, di different people are wired differently, but some yeah. friendships will be for life. You know? So yeah, if I hog the microphone a little bit, that's my introductory mm -hmm. comment. I don't know what you guys think. What do you think of what she said? Did you got at her? <laughs> I've, I've actually personally experienced that unfortunately but um yeah what he said like you can't give to like more than they're offering like the, you can't give them more trust than they deserve and you gotta watch that you don't 
because it's easy to like if especially if you're that kind of person that just trusts trusts easy you gotta watch that you you don't overdo it and yeah i agree totally like that's some good stuff right there yeah <laughs> maybe can i add a comment it's yeah. just um and i don't mean to be gender biased here or, or anything but but i from experience is that guys tend to mean what they say and ladies tend to hear what they want so just if i may give some advice for the ladies and i know i'm stereotyping badly <laughs> okay but for the ladies you know guys generally mean what they say unless they're like a player and they evil and devious in which case you know check and run um but most guys just they mean what they say and so if they say they like you they mean they like you they're not saying i want to marry you they just mean i like you yeah. So, you know, the first time a guy says, I like you, don't go, hmm, maybe he wants to marry me. It's not what he means. He means he likes you. And they're like that, man. And they're I like know, that, these people. No, 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 no. Hey. But I know it can work the other way too. Particularly, mm. like for guys, if, if you think, this is the one, and she goes, yeah, okay, you know, we can go for coffee, you go, yes, I'm in. You're, you're not. You're going for coffee. <laughs> yeah. And then you must bring your A game. And you must build trust and earn trust. And the way you build trust and earn trust is by being reliable, being interested, and communicating honestly and openly. Yeah. Malaika. I have a question yes. around that because then how you're speaking to the ladies and you're saying this and it's great, but then how as the ladies can we suss out the players because they're going to come across as believable. So then how do we say, okay, no, this is a red flag or this guy is showing red flags? So I think if you've got a chick in your heart or a question in your mind, always take a friend with and if they, ah, and if they stay mean. and if they stay committed and invested, <laughs> and they now some guys are prepared to play the long game. Let's let's yeah. be honest, okay? But make it a little hard, make make them work a little bit, and p put up your roadblocks. And and you say, well, you know, I'm not allowed to go out unless you come and meet my father, oh, or something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> and I know culturally that can become even more complicated. But you know, use your dad if you can uh, in that space. So. Again, with a player, if they, I think the other thing is if they keep pushing beyond where you're comfortable, mm -hmm. that's like a massive red light. Then you need to walk away or put the brakes on and just say, you're pushing now, stop. Mm. Uh, and then watch the reaction. I think that's it's, it's the best I can do now. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've had girls that have done that and you're like, Ish. oh no, this restaurant, I budgeted so much. No, I wasn't expecting this one. Now you got to do calculations again. And sometimes the friendship the friends, and this is, a, this is a term, they call them the gatekeepers. You can just see this friend is just being a hard one. She's just, she's just blocking and you're like, you know, the flirting is going well here, but you kind of like, you're, block, you're shielding my game. And then eventually they say those, those three words, show me we have to go. You're like, really? <laughs> like, are we really doing this? But... What you're saying is true. If the barrier to entry is much higher, mm. much more commitment is going to be needed. Uh, and, I, and I definitely do see that if the bar is low, and a lot of people set it low, it's easy to jump. And you find yourself in, in crazy situations that you shouldn't be. I know as a church guy that comes to church, listen, you say the right things, speak a bit of tongues, you know what I'm saying? Put your hand up in worship, and you are premium. You are husband material. And I know there are people in the studio looking at me funny here, guys. You, you can't see it now, but it's true. 
It's true. It's easy to play the game. Um, but if you have those checks and balances, I think, uh, that you have personally with God, that, that personal covenant you have with Him, Lord, is he, if He's the right one, He should be able to do A, B, C, D, F, G. I think it would work. What do you think, Ru? I was thinking about something just now. Um, I want to ask, there's, a, there's this like thing that girls tell like whenever, we, whenever I'm talking with my friends about guys, right? We always like, or like, we'll talk about a specific person and they'll, they'll say like, oh my gosh, I can just see the Jesus in him. That kind of thing. That, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's just like a. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's kind of like uh, weird. <laughs> well, I think you know. I would always go, "What do you mean by that?" Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. Know, do you really see that they're a godly person, or just they're, they're pushing the right buttons? And no, that's yeah, a way the, to say exactly. It. They're pushing the right buttons, and it's like you see that that's the kind of person that they. But you don't actually know, like, you don't actually like. You just see that they're ways worshiping in the church and they go to church and they go to cell or whatever but like if you're not actually that if you don't actually have Jesus in you you can't actually see that that's the true like that's truly Jesus in that person right yeah so I mean I feel like like what do you guys think about that so look I think you want to be able to see that someone's godly and that it's the real deal yeah you know and then it's I mean that's a for me, that's a tick in the right box. The, the, the person is godly, they in, in the right places, doing the right things. And obviously, if you, if you get to know them and you're in the friendship circles, you discover how sincere that is. Mm. Um, but there's also for sure guys who come to church with agendas. Mm. Um, and so it's the consistency over time, I think is the thing. Yeah. Um, but I, that is a box I'd like to have ticked, you know. I can actually see Jesus in them, in maybe a bit, or something <laughs> like that. I think it's a minimum on yeah. some levels, yeah. Well, there's seeing Jesus in them and then there's experiencing Jesus in them, oh, you know, uh, because I was that church guy. I, I, I grew up in church. I know how to look very Jesus-y uh, while being dodged at the same time. And I did that for a very long time. And it was a very, it was a very weird space because while you were repenting, you weren't actually repenting at all. You were just... Hey Lord, hey, I'm sorry. I'm we will try again next week. And you're doing the same thing. And you, it's it's kind of like that repentance that doesn't change the mind. You're just saying I'm sorry. And it I, I attracted a lot of great Christian girls um, who said that, like, wow, man, your passion for God is so contagious. But what I realized is if you spend a lot of time with people, it's the subtle nuances. It's the small jokes that they would mention. Yeah. It's the stuff that they would say. There's a consistency. You know, there's a yeah. consistency. Um, and it sometimes it, it, it does develop over time. And you see it in character, how they treat people. Um, and some of that stuff is very hard to find out. But one thing I would suggest, their friends will tell everything. Look at their circle. Who, who they hang out with. Yeah, who they hang out with. Uh, what they tolerate. The environments that they're in. Um, yeah, You'll... I think that's been true in my experience as well. Is where, where if there is a group of godly men, you can listen to what they talk about. They don't allow, they don't objectify people. They don't do dodgy discussions. They just 
they hold the ground in that space. So, yeah. Right, we're out of time. We tell them to round up. All right. Rejection. It's crazy. We all experience it. Neil mentioned something about forgiveness. If you don't forgive, it'll come back. And friendships and as keep on forgiving. And keep on forgiving. It is a process and your heart can be made whole together again. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, I want to know. I uh, will see you next week. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye.